wow. Wow, this is so great. Have you ever read the elementary school newspaper, Linda? There's no ads, no sponsored content, no links to click on. Just news stories about what's happening. Did you know that the police in Shitipa town beat up homeless to clear them out? Do you know how long it's been since I was able to just sit back and read the news? I got so used to getting news off the internet, but I feel like I'm always trying to chase the news somehow. It's like I'm in a black void, trying to reach the news story. But then the next thing I know, I'm reading an ad for Geico. So I click out of that and try to read the news story, but it's not a news story. It's a slideshow, and I'm looking at the worst celebrity plastic surgery jobs ever. So of course I want to see the next slide of plastic surgery gone wrong, so I hit the arrow. But then the arrow wasn't the arrow for the next slide. It was to take me for an ad for face cream. Ha! Ah, I wanted to get a news story, but I'm reading about face cream, and I try to click out of it, but the ad is following me. It's, it's following me all over the screen. No! So I click on the close button, but it wasn't a close button, it was another slideshow. And I just want to know what's happening in the Middle East, but instead, I'm looking at the top 10 scariest movies of all time. And that's not the arrow for the next slide, it's for another ad. Ah! But this, this is just news. And I don't get lost in all the bullshit. Linda? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are the facts and the opinions hurt people's feelings. As usual, it's Jay, it's Welly F, and with this new energy in 2019, where it's Ric Flair all day, every day, let's get right to it. What? <laughs> See, you always want me to say some stupid shit. I didn't have anything to say. You always say stupid shit, yeah. though, so... I have to bring you in. Let me see. Ric Flair all year. I have no problem with that. Birthday coming up soon. Oh, it is. What is 72? 70, right? 70, 70, 70. 70. Damn, my mom was older than him. Hmm. Wow. So what's on your mind, man? What, what, what are we angry about this week? Um, we're angry. We're mad at Gucci this Hold week. Hold on. Let me write this down. Let me write this down. <laughs> when, we, when we talk about we, who is we? Uh, the black community. The black community. Where we're mad at Gucci. Who else? Uh, LeBron James. Yeah, we're mad at LeBron. LeBron, LeBron James. Um, uh, LeBron James. Uh, who else? Interracial relationships. Oh, interracial relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Interracial relationships. Uh, okay. It is Black History Month, too. It is so Black History we're Month. We're mad at white people in general. Okay, okay. Black History Month. Mad at white people in general. Black History Month. Yeah. Okay, okay, we got some stuff going on here, man. Uh, do do we have any polls that people are possibly angry at? Um, I I did ask. Um, how often do people delete their text messages? Oh, delete their text messages. We know how that went. Yeah. Delete your text messages. Pretty sure that can. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's not a black thing, but you know. I think that it, it turned out to be a gender thing. It definitely is a gender thing. I saw that coming from a mile away. <laughs> How unique. Okay, so we're mad at Gucci, LeBron James, interrelational relationships. We're mad because Black History Month is only 28 days, <laughs> sometimes 29. <laughs> uh, people delete their text messages for whatever reason. We'll discover that later on in the show. Um, are we are we mad at the governor of Virginia? Uh, yeah, we're mad. Okay, governor of Virginia. But it's a, never mind. Governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam. Okay. Uh, are we mad at um, late-term abortion? 
Uh, no, that just kind of breezed by. Oh, that kind of just breezed by. Oh, okay. Yeah. Killing babies outside of the womb. We're not mad at that. Okay. Yeah, Killing babies. Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's Sunday. I have food to eat, and um, I'm on it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't pour a drink, so I'm... We're good. Okay. We're good, man. So, what did you want to start? I, I don't know much about this Gucci situation. I, you know, uh, I didn't come with much today, but um, you know, uh, let, let, oh, let's start with the, the interracial dating. Oh, let's start with the interracial dating. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna, you know, I sent that video to you. Didn't really get to dig into that video too much. Don't even know the NFL player. But there was a, there was a toast to to more mixed babies. A toast to more mixed babies. It, it was a group of people. Let's just say that they were at lunch. They mm-hmm. were basically all in interracial relationships, and they toasted to more mixed babies. Toasted to oh, and it specifically says oh hold on I forgot we're mad at Liam Neeson too. Oh yeah, because yeah. he wanted to kill black bastards. Yeah, he went black hunting. Black hunting, hunting those Negroes. Black hunting uh, is actually a working title for this episode. Oh, <laughs> works for me. Like that. So it actually says, cheers to more light-skinned kids. Okay. He's a dark-skinned fella. He's with a white woman. Um, white woman's attractive. He he seems like an attractive man himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, this is a whole new level of analysis that you're doing today. I'm, hey, man, hey. Uh, see, my goal with today's episode... Is to be as honest as possible and to report the facts. Okay. Because <laughs> to me, that's all that matters. The, the facts. Okay. Um, the fact. I mean, I, I understand people are are hurt over this, but um, like I said, I, I just I, I'm guessing this Aisha Talia person is the person that made this thing a thing. Um, I see uh, it says when an NFL player's white fiance posts how they really feel while toasting, imagine hating yourself so much that you actually fear having children who look like you. Is their mama light skinned too? Imagine being a white woman who is okay with dating a black man like this and not fearing that he doesn't just view you as a fetish and then being bold enough to post this. Mind blowing. If I was dating a white man and he and his friends toasted to ridiculous shit like this, I would be shook. It's a fetish. I love love. I'm for no I'm for love no matter who it is and how it looks. I'm just not for love that actually masks insecurity or love that's actually one person hating who they are and thinking white women or white men are a come up. I read the comments and most of the comments were pretty much uh, all the same. It's just basically I hate white people. Um, question: have, yeah. have you ever been in an interracial relationship? Yes. Okay. So I can't say that I'm the authority on this subject. As I mean, I, I, when you when you say interracial relationship, what, what do you mean? Like, was I dating somebody seriously that was of, of another race? race? No, yeah. I haven't. Okay. I've, I, it might, I kind of explained that last week. Um, with when I think of, I know you said you didn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, even in that sense of interracial relationship, I mean, I've dealt with women of other races. Or ethnicities or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, due to the fact that I'm not a fucking idiot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't view love as this thing that needs to be, dis- you know, labeled when it's already love itself. You know, we like I said, we we talked about it last week. Um, I just wanted to point out something. Uh, it, it the definition of fetish <laughs> is uh, 
a form of sexual desire in which gratification is linked to an abnormal degree to uh, is linked to an abnormal degree to a particular object item of clothing part of the body uh, also it says an, an inanimate object worship for its supposed magical powers or because it's considered to be inhabited by a spirit blah 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 um I like it. It's a part in this, the explanation of the definition where it says an excessive and irrational devotion or commitment to a particular thing. He had a fetish for writing more opinions each year. That excessive or that unnecessary devotion for something in order to say that's why I fuck with it is a fetish. So if a woman in general says, I only like dark skinned men, that is a fetish. Okay. We're clear on that, right? Yeah. That's not really up for debate. Yeah. If you she's fetishizing his skin skin color, color. Yeah. exactly. If you fetishize somebody's uh, characteristic, then it is what it is. It doesn't. You, you can't point fingers. Yeah. If we, if I'm supposed to look at this post and be offended by this post, then I don't, I don't get it because for me it's like, well, if a black woman was to be sitting there toasting saying. Cheers to more dark skinned babies. What does that mean to me? I mean, it's the same thing. You're 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 basically romanticizing one feature. Like, what does that mean? Dark like, skinned babies, like, light like when babies. you say, you know, I love black love. So you not so you don't like you don't like white love. Yeah, Chinese or, or, love or love in general. And love in general. That's what I'm saying. You, you like, like black love. So once again, I, I feel like we're doing this, you know, sort of virtue signaling thing. Like, oh. It's okay when I do it, but it's not okay when they do it. Although I do, I do think that the post is rather—I can't even say ignorant. I think it's more inconsiderate because it's because it's always gonna make me question. If you had dark-skinned babies, would you do like the governor of Virginia and kill it when it's outside the womb? I'm just curious. Are we killing babies because they don't fit the physical features that? We love about, I guess, the external world. Because let's just be real here. This is all external bullshit that we over-glorify. Mm -hmm. Light skin, dark skin, white people, Chinese people, whatever. I mean, we live in an era where supposedly having a bunch of melanin is supposed to have these magical effects. So... Do I think that this dark-skinned football player, which has is unnamed in this, I'm not even sure if he's an NFL player. And that's a good thing about them wearing helmets. Very good, very good. I, he kind of maybe be a tight end, probably on the defensive side. Defensive players, there's probably only 20 of them that are real, well known. And, and even in that case, most people don't even know who the fuck they are still. Um, but I, I'm just still curious to know whether we're so obsessed with this outside world that we can't accept the fact that all of us are fucked up individuals in general when it comes to <laughs> how that's what I'm saying how we just view things on an external level like I, I, I basically you know it was a post that went up this week and I basically I mean I'm not going to reread it or anything but it basically went along the lines to say like are we so, you know, out of sync with ourselves that we're constantly trying to do things to modify who we really are in order to be accepted by the outside world? But at the same time, 
when you think about the outside world, what caused it? What caused you to feel like you do about the outside world? For instance, a lot of the commenters talk about self-hate. Um, you don't just naturally just grow up self-hating. Like you just don't. You just don't hate yourself. No. More than likely, it's the people around you that made you hate yourself. In his case, it was probably being that he was grew up in a community where his dark skin was bashed. Have you Have you seen the movie uh, Green Book? No. All right, it's about um, Dr. Don Shirley, who's the, who's a pianist, and he gets this guy from New York to drive him through the South as he goes on tour, and it's back in you know segregation times. And first of all, I didn't know what Green Book was, so here's my little Black History for the week or whatever. Like the Green Book was all the places in the South where it was safe to stay as a Black person, you know, where you wouldn't get hassled. So so like the Chitlin Circuit. Yeah, yeah. So with that, um, there's a scene in the movie where. He, his white driver, he's talking to him. He's like, you know, why, why aren't you more familiar with your people? Why aren't you more familiar? He's, he's a classically trained pianist. So he really doesn't fit in with his people. But mm-hmm. yet he's black, so he doesn't fit in with white people. Mm-hmm. So where do you go when you don't fit in with your people and you don't fit in with white people? Mm-hmm. He just was, you know, he was just out there. So, he, he, so that that what causes the insecurities. Like my people aren't accepting me and other people aren't accepting me. It's just me. Like, like, like Drake said, he had that line where he's like, I was, I was black, but now I'm not black enough. Like, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're just in the middle of your loss. You don't fit in with any group. And that is what causes that insecurity. It's like, oh, y'all didn't accept me then. Now I'm this. And it's kind of like, oh yeah, he's black now. Yeah. It's almost the same thing as when we, when we praise a celebrity just because they're black and then we figure out what their political views are and then we don't accept them anymore. I'm like I'm confused. I mean, he, he was he was still black yesterday though. He's still black today. He doesn't view he doesn't agree with your political views, and now he takes his you take his black card away. In which I'm still in 2019 trying to figure out the significance of a black card. What does this black card get me? Because we're not talking about Amex. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm curious. Like it's, it's still getting me regular price at the barbershop, and it still gets me pulled over for no reason Boy. by police officers. And obviously, I have to run around yelling to my kids, "My life matters," so I don't get killed. But anyways, what you gonna say? There's this thing called science. Uh huh. Me say that again. It's this thing called science. Science. Oh, okay. okay yeah. I, I wasn't. I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with it. But yeah. The people listening might not. So, be. as a person that's been in interracial interracial relationships. I know that if I were to procreate with a white woman, my child is not going to be dark as me and it's not going to be as light as her. Yes. Nine times out of ten, because there are some, uh, some anomalies, the child is going to be somewhere in the middle of our two complexions. Mm-hmm. Which is supposed to happen. Regardless. Which is supposed to happen because we're equal parts. Yes. So... For them to say, here's two more light-skinned babies or mixed babies or whatever, that's the truth, basically. Mm -hmm. It is. So, and even to take it a step backwards, when you're in interracial relationships, even in 2019, it's still not accepted in a lot of places. So, therefore, when you are looking for friends and trying to date and hang out with people that understand the trials and tribulations that you go through, you tend to gravitate towards other people in interracial relationships. I can't go talk to my white friend about me being pulled over by the police for no reason because he's probably not going to understand. 
Of course. He's not going to be able to tell me about, well, he can tell me, but the average black person, he's not going to be able to tell them about his Roth IRA account because they don't understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are certain cultural divisions that still exist today. Mm -hmm. So you gravitate towards those people that understand. The yeah. two white guys that got picked last to play ball, they understand why they got picked last. Yeah, yeah. They, now, they, 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 black, they understand it, but then, you know, th that's why they come on the court and then they have to prove themselves. Right. Just like, just like a black man in the corporate world, he still has to prove himself. That he can that he can carry the weight with the with the white people because you just naturally think this white guy knows business regardless of his background. He's white. He knows business. That's crazy. So for you for you to have this outrage and say that nah, that's insecurity. He hates himself. He's just acknowledging what's going to come into his future. My my question to piggyback off of that is: Does she hate herself? Because she's not sitting. Because at the same time, when she's saying more light-skinned babies. All right, if she had a child with a white man, it would just only be a white baby. But is there a possibility that she's happy about the fact that her child has melanin in it? Because it, she could have had a child with a light-skinned guy, right? And it still was going to be a light-skinned baby, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be a quarter light. She, yeah, yeah, of course. But she seeked out this dark-skinned man that she's quote-unquote fetishizing, and she's having light-skinned babies with this black guy. Which is a fact because it's a biological fact that more than likely when they procreate, they're going to have light-skinned babies. So she's glorifying the fact that, hey, I have light-skinned babies. Now, in some cases, that kid may darken up. It might darken up. My, my question to them, are, are you, like I said, are you going to hate this child if it becomes a little more browner? <laughs> or are they just going to be like, you know, this is what we wanted. We wanted mulatto children. We wanted mixed kids. These... These two people got together and they knew that the outcome of their procreating was going to bring, bring into the world light-skinned kids. They want, she wants to procreate and have more children with this black man. But that's not okay. Not, and and, and it's, not okay. it's not okay because obviously she's just fetishizing his skin color. Yeah. Not that she loves this man regardless mm -hmm. of what color he is. Just his skin color. That's it. I won't mix. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. There are people that's like, yes, I want a mixed baby. Yes. There, there, like there, there are, are Instagram accounts dedicated to mixed babies. Oh, and yeah. there are women. Oh, that's like, yeah. I mean, but even with that, it's just like women saying, oh, I'm only I'm, I'm only going to marry a black man. Because I had, want we had chocolate Marche, babies. We had Marche on the episode. <laughs> she said she wants chocolate babies. She's only going to marry a black man. Is that fetishizing? Yes. Is there anything wrong with that? No. Okay, then why are we talking about this? Because there's nothing wrong with having a preference. There's nothing wrong with having a preference. <laughs> I'm, here to, I'm here to state the facts, man. It's like it's it's that simple. I don't I don't I don't hate Marche. I don't hate, you know, my homegirls that just like dark skin uh dark skin men. I don't hate um I don't hate women, I don't hate Hispanic women or white women that get with black men and have mixed kids and love the hell out of them because to me, in, in conclusion and all of all of this, my main concern is are they going to love these children no matter what? That is my that is my main concern. Because I'm not here worried about the fact that, oh, you know, they're pointing out a skin color, a colorism, all this bullshit. Do they love these children and will they raise them right? Will they raise these children with the mindset of, oh, you're better than that dark skinned kid because you're light skinned? I would find that to be insane because the dad's dark skin, and if if that's the case, 
the, the dad is going to be teaching the kid to hate people that look like me? Why would you do that? I mean, I'm three or four shades darker than my son. Yeah. I don't, I don't teach him to go out there and hate people that look like me. And I don't teach him to go out there and hate his mom. His mom fucking look like a damn light bulb. <laughs> I'm just, you know what I'm just saying? Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But the thing that makes me very annoyed about this conversation is the fact that if they do think it's self-hate, if people in the black community think that black men dating outside their race is self-hate, you have to ask yourself, where did that self-hate start from? Nobody just comes out of the womb hating themselves. This is true. Society, society puts people in these situations and how they respond to society is what, I guess, what, what comes of them. And if that's the case, if he does hate himself, it's probably the fault of his peers. You know, I mean, you got to take responsibility for not growing out of that state of bitch assness. Like, you shouldn't hate yourself. Because as much as, let's say, a white person can sit there and hate me yeah. and tell you know, call me all these names, you're telling me that because I'm different. Now, if you sitting here and we're the same and you're telling me that you hate me. Because I'm shades lighter or shades darker than you. Right. That's insane. That's insane because we're the same. That's where the self, the same, same, self, same. That's where it comes from. And, and that's why one of the things about the 70s peace movement to me that was so beautiful but so temporary was even amongst all those hippies and people that were just trying to preach love and peace, they were out there really hoping to get people to realize that we're all the same in general. It's not even about just race. Yeah, within a race, you got different shades. Shit, you have that in the, uh, in the Hispanic community. You have you have people like, you know, that are lighter Hispanics and you got, you know, darker Hispanics. It's not really a big thing. It is not commercialized like it is with, with the light skin versus dark skin, but it is a thing. It's just, it's just as much as a, of a thing as white people demonizing ginger kids. Which is not fair. Leave my ginger friends alone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's fucking crazy like how gingers are, are demonized. And we all have our cultural responses to little differences in, um, in our communities. And I'm, I'm going to end on this note. If you ever have a chance to watch uh, Mowgli on Netflix, um, I forgot the, uh, the little uh, wolf's name. But it was one of the wolves in the pack that was with Mowgli that... He was demonized because he wasn't black like the rest of the wolves. He was like a little albino, albino wolf. Mm -hmm. And um, his ending story was fucking sad. But um, <laughs> this this wolf that just happened to be an albino wolf that was outcast um, and never treated you know like them. When you see how he ends up, you understand and you get to understand. You you get to kind of how do I say appreciate the fact that. We don't know. We, we look at animals like kind of like they're innocent. Like hopefully like that's not happening for real. But you just have to wonder. Like are, are animals just as vicious as humans when it comes to little differences? Like really? Because as far as I'm concerned, when I see animals together, they just be together. I don't think. I don't, <laughs> we, we're the same animal. We, yeah, we I don't think tigers be tripping if you got different a different amount of stripes, bro. I don't think zebras be out here, you know, plexing over, you know, hey, you, 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 your stripes ain't long enough. The giraffes out here talking about your neck ain't long enough. Like, really? <laughs> little neck? You know somewhere little neck? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But humans. Humans. That's the, no matter he, what. He, he's not tall enough. He ain't tall enough. She not he ain't skinny. over six she, feet. She's not skinny enough. She's oh, too skinny. She, come on. Humans. Humans. This is what you get when you give a person too much brain. That's what it is to me. Side note. What up? Speaking of Netflix. 
You watch Abducted at First Sight? And Abducted Man, in Plain Sight? Pineapple made me watch that shit. I watched 17 minutes of that shit. Cut off. I was pissed off. Bro, I had two two listeners tell me, hey, you know, it, one even said, has, has Well seen this yet? I was like, I don't know. He hasn't mentioned it to me. So I watched it. There's a reason I why. Like, I was like, what in the hell are white people doing up there? I wanted to whoop their ass. And they, I was like, I have no sympathy for you whatsoever. Whatsoever. I can't even, I can't recommend people to watch this shit. I'm sorry. Because... <laughs> In, in the the case, tomfoolery that goes on in the first 15 minutes is enough to make you say, what in the I natural I cut that shit off after 18 minutes. I was watching that shit at work. <laughs> I text out, what is this foolishness you got me watching? She did that shit twice. She made me watch that shit and Barry. The Barack Obama shit. Oh. That shit. I had no, no, no intention of watching it. It wasn't awful, but I didn't get it. It was like, what's the purpose? Matter of fact, you know, this is, I guess this is a part of Barry's life when, um, he was in New York at Columbia and he was dating this white girl and he was going through this racial crisis identity. I'm like, to me, this was a part of Barry's life that I guess he was ashamed of. It was a lot of, it was a lot of, if a lot of people out there may not know about the type of hate that Barack Obama gets, uh, you might be familiar with it, but Barack Obama is hated for a few things, or he's criticized for a few things. He's criticized for being a socialist. A lot of people think he's a homosexual, and a lot of people think that um, he's somewhat of a devil worshiper. You know, like like they, they, there are people out there that really think that shit about him. They actually think Michelle Obama is a man. There are actually people out there that think that. Mm-hmm. And there were instances in his movie where he come he comes across the path of a transsexual or a transgender. It was very weird. It was very weird, and when you and when you continue to watch the movie, you're like, "Why was that man woman in this movie? They had no purpose in this movie." And then to, to spice it up, yeah. And then his his main roommate was a cokehead. Um, didn't understand what that was about. Uh, and there was many instances where you're like, "What is Obama about to do?" He sometimes people have boring, successful lives, <laughs> and if you want to make a movie about it, you got to spice it up. The criticism about when it came to Donald Trump asking about his birth certificate, it, it, it begs you, when you watch this movie, you, it begs you to to wonder, like, where the fuck did his life start? Because it just started in Columbia. It just started in New York. And I'm like, everybody's like, where you from, bro? Oh, uh, you know, Honolulu. Spent time here, you know, spent time, you know. And, and it's like, and it was funny because when a white girl comes across him, I mean, like you said, you said you're from Kenya, and the white girl starts speaking Swahili to him. And, you know, he fucks with her. He's like, you know, uh, you know, basically, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I can't speak that shit. And he's like, God damn, bro, bro, you seem, you seem pretty American to me. You seem like a regular mixed guy. Mm-hmm. And then when you meet his mom in the movie, his mom, once again, she's a, she's, she's a, a very, you know, she's a very, um, she's feminist. She says it. And you could tell she's a very liberal woman, pretty smart. And then, and, and then, even in that situation, you 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 tend to wonder, how do you get with this? How do you have a child with this black political refugee from Kenya? How did that come about? You know, what I'm saying it didn't make sense to me. And in some instances in that movie, you would you would want to ask yourself, does Barry hate his mom? And uh, we we talk about that a lot. And when I think about it, I think I, I think him I think the relationship him and his mom has is the reason why he is so pro black in some pro black in some of his approaches, and they they try to kind of speak on the how do I say because because for a period of 
Barry's life, I want to say he was affiliated with the Hebrew Israelites. And you know what he, Hebrew Israelites are. They basically, they basically are, they're very radical pro-black people to an extent. I guess that's the simplest way to say it. And they kind of sprinkle a little bit of that in there too. And it once again, it just makes you wonder when I'm done with this movie, I was like, what was I supposed to get from this movie? Because in the end, all I felt was like, that was maybe his reasoning for seeking out black love and finally saying, fuck my white side. Because that's how he basically felt in the end, bro. Like, in the end, he didn't, he, you could kind of tell that Barack didn't really care for white people anymore. He was tired of them. He didn't care for his <laughs> white side. Like, straight up, Barry did not care for his white side, and he felt like, my hair is nappy. Um, I'm tired of people telling me I'm a white black guy. And he basically just gravitated away from that. And that's all I really got from that movie. But uh, Pineapple, you 0 for 2. Oh. That, that adopted in plain sight and that buried it. That didn't work, oh. man. Uh, come on, man. We got to do better than that. I, I still, I, I'm, I'm meant to watch Polar today. I'll probably watch that this evening. Uh, like I said, I think right now it's, it's, it's very, very bad on Rotten Tomatoes. But I, I can't, I don't take Rotten Tomatoes serious. Yeah. Um, but uh, Polar is, it's a good Netflix film. It's. It does what it needs to do. It's intense. You know. Yeah. I can say my Netflix recommendations for the end of the show. Though. Oh, okay. My fault. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, we can talk about interracial relationships all day. People are going to take what they want from what we just said. But to summarize what I said, I, I really feel like, you know, people just need to mind their own fucking business. I still stand on that. I mean, when she said, uh, when she said I, I love love, then why are you even making why, this Why are you posting this? If, if she loves a black man because she wants to love mixed babies, that's cool. If he loves a white woman because he wants to love mixed babies, that's cool. If Marche wants a chocolate baby and she's only going to get a chocolate baby by marrying a chocolate man, that's cool. That's cool. That has nothing to do with me at the end of the day. I'm mind my that business. has nothing to do with her at the end of the day. So just mind your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. That's cool. There that's are cool times. That's cool for them. Yeah. If you, hell, if Is you it hurting be me? gay and adopt a child, that's cool for you. Is it hurting me? No. Is it hurting you? No. And I'm talking to the audience. Is this person saying that? Is this person toasting to light skinned kids hurting you in any way? If you can say yeah, then maybe you just need to go see a therapist. That's my opinion, bro. If if I have if let's say I have a child in this world that's light skinned and or, or mixed or whatever, and I toast to that child, that's this my is opinion. mine. Yeah, I made this human being. This I'm my, proud of this human. It's also I my will liquor. toast to this child for the rest of my life. I do whatever I want to do with my liquor. Alright. <laughs> and there you had it. It's as simple as that. So uh, why are we mad at Gucci? Oh, uh, okay, so Gucci made the sweater, right? Uh-huh. They, and so when you pull the sweater up to basically your nose, it has an opening for the mouth with a red kind of opening surrounding it where it just looks like blackface. I'm trying to pull it up on my phone yeah, right now. Yeah, so uh, and and I seen it on Nick's um, Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, we mad at Gucci." And I was like, "Damn, I got a Gucci wallet." Say, like, but I already paid for it, so I, I, you know, I ain't taking it back or nothing like that. I just, you know, kind of like when when people started boycotting Nike, and it's like, "Oh, you burning all the Nike stuff that you already paid for?" They didn't already ate off that money, so you know, there's no point. So, but then, so I did some research, and I see, oh, Ti said we're boycotting. Oh, Ti said somebody. So I was like, oh, this conversation. Ti said it. You, yeah, you don't this you stop looking. Over. I don't even care anymore. You know, Ti said it. King of the South. Clifford Harris' opinions mean nothing to me. (laughs) This conversation is over. Boy, T.I. is king of the South. T.I. ain't king of nothing. The South. No. 
What's south? All south. No. Everything south of south. the Mason Dixon. No. He ain't no. He ain't kicking nothing over here. <laughs> Boy, he he ain't dropped a good album in six, seven years since appearance. I don't care how big this podcast ever gets, I tell him to his face, I don't care about your opinions. Wow. I fuck with Killer Mike though. I know they best friends. I, I fuck with some of the shit Killer Mike says. I don't agree with everything Killer Mike says, but T.I., I don't want to hear nothing about it. Because if you're sitting here pointing out the fact that Gucci made this blackface bullshit, and you're not talking about the fact that Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, who was a Democrat, that posed in a fucking picture with somebody wearing a KKK hood, and he had blackface on, and you ain't got nothing. I want somebody to go to T.I.'s fucking Instagram right now and tell me he said something about Ralph Northam. I'm not sure if he has, man. If he has, cool, but... I don't think he has, and I haven't seen, I haven't heard a lot of news about Ralph Northam, this fucking Democrat, this racist Democrat, that did this shit 30 years ago. Does that sound familiar? White man does something 30 years ago, gets scrutinized over it, and nobody say a fucking thing about it, and you're talking about Gucci? First of all, I can't even afford Gucci. Jay can, I can't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, that wallet wallet was the cheapest thing in the store. Let me tell you. I see Gucci stores, I walk past them <laughs> casually as fuck. I've never wanted a Gucci store. Having, that's my problem. This, were the, this is my beef with, with Gucci. My beef with Gucci is the fact that they even market shit to people in a way that makes them think they can't even afford it. Why are so many niggas out here rocking Gucci? I'm telling you, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I've seen Gucci belts that cost $700. Online, and I'm just scroll past it just now when I saw like a $700 Gucci belt, a $969 purse, just because it has has gold G's on it. Why are we in America comfortable? I don't care if you're black, white, whatever. Why are we comfortable with buying a fucking item that damn near sometimes costs is is, is some of our you know a, a fourth of our salaries or some shit? Like why? Status. Why is that okay? Status. Why is it okay I'm, to put a somebody's cur- gonna look at me I'm in my mind or in our minds who in whoever's mind somebody's gonna look at me with more dignity and respect because I have a Louis Vuitton bag you see or that? I have a, a Gucci wallet or I have these Prada shoes or I have these Louboutins like that that's what's supposed to demand more respect. We talked about status before, and that's the thing when I was growing up. And I'm gonna tell you like this, like I love every fucking body, man. Like seriously, like you humans fucking sicken me day after day, <laughs> but I still got mad love for y'all because I was just like I was. Just, I'm, I'm I'm a normal person, but sometimes I do have to ask certain questions that really make me say like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like you're sitting here talking about Gucci. Do you understand that maybe? 90% of the people that you fucking deal with on a daily basis can't afford Gucci. But let's talk let's not talk about the governor of Virginia who is a democrat who is basic is he is just as racist as Joe as Joey Bear. Joey Bear they a photo arose of her, you know, she had a black face and you know napped up her hair at a Halloween a Halloween thing, but guess what? Joy is aligned with this mainstream media that for some reason, doesn't get scrutinized for the fuck shit they do. Just like when Jimmy Kimmel came out dressed up as Carl Malone with a blackface. Was that Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon? Uh, probably Kimmel. Yeah, it, 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 we don't talk about that shit though because 
We only talk about what these motherfuckers like T.I. and Spike Lee tell us to get mad about. I fuck with Spike Lee. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm joking up here. I fuck with T.I., but at the same time, y'all, y'all cats missing the point. Y'all banning Gucci, but, bruh, half your fans can't even afford Gucci. Half your fans can't even afford to come to your shows. You talk about banning Gucci? Fuck Gucci. I, I, I ban Gucci by default because I can't afford this <laughs> shit. What the fuck? Y'all just joining me. Y'all late to the party, low key. Like, really? Like, you're mad because of something that you overspent your money on. You go out there and do like those like white people did when they figured out Kaepernick got endorsed by Nike. Go burn your Gucci, T.I. Go be just like them. Because that's the same shit. You banning them. Throw it away. That's what you want to do. Yeah. I bet not see any of you black celebrities in Gucci then. Except Sam Hyatt because she don't give zero fucks. Bro, she posted that. And I seen those comments. People were like, bad day to post about Gucci. Pick still up. She can afford it. She can afford and it. And she ain't black. So she don't give a damn. <laughs> and that's, that's funny how like everybody's supposed to ride with your cause. Like, you you know, oh, well, you know, we we boycotting Gucci. Well, Selma Hayek, you need to boycott Gucci, too. For what? Why? That shit didn't offend her. If, if everybody's riding with everybody's causes, then you got to ride with the wall. You got to ride against the wall. You got to ride for the tunnel. You got to ride for the helicopter. You got to ride for everything. You can't expect everybody to jump on your on your wagon. But when you're stupid, you you, you expect like like I can't wagon. like people. Oh, yo, you know, we boycotting the police. I can't jump on that wagon. I, I know some good cops. I, I, need I can't. I can't cancel cops. out every single cop. You can't tell me to ban or be against police when police protect y'all from me when I be wanting to whoop y'all ass sometimes. <laughs> because on occasion I've I've been wanting to go out and beat up some of these celebrities, but unfortunately I can't get to them because of their their heavy po- police reinforcement and their private bodyguards. Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas lucky. <laughs> lucky that you didn't like, hit the spade. Like straight up. You know, and I'm not just talking like, you know, some of these, some of these celebrities need to ask what, but luckily your casual fan can't get to them because they're heavily guarded by the police that we're supposed to hate. I'm not about to hate somebody based off the fact that some rich guy is upset one day. And that brings me to LeBron James because black people don't, don't, are not mad at LeBron James. I am. You know, LeBron James, LeBron James speaks on black empowerment. And that is one of the biggest hypocritical things that he can ever speak on. Wow. Because for him to do what he's doing to the to the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken, that whole starting lineup is black, right? Yeah. What are those there's, young... There's maybe like one... The starting lineup. Uh, I'm, I'm, talk, I'm looking at the whole team. Because I just know like Zubac one. is the only... That's the only one that comes to mind. Yeah. He wasn't on that trade block. He, was he? No, he's pretty good. I think oh, no, he, he was, was on the one, trade block. He well, was on one trade of those trades. He's pretty good, though. What did those young black men do to just be... Thrown away like that. <laughs> Not be Anthony Davis. That's fucked up, bro. <laughs> and that shit really. The only thing me, wrong with them is that they're not Anthony Davis. That's fucked up. Like, dude, why did you come to this team? Did you not know the level of talent that you had before you got there? I'm just saying. He knew. Bro, he knew. Like, what's wrong with that dude? Like, like seriously, what's wrong with your boy, man? Say, look, Braun ain't the best GM. And I mean, yeah, you can put these bodies on your back and drag them to the finals, but it's clear. Dog, this Lakers team is better than the Cavs team. Last it's year. way better than the Cavs team, but it is clear that when you're the only player there that's a certified Hall of Famer, Rondo's a Hall of Famer. I mean, would you say Kyrie was a Hall of, is a Hall of Famer? Not yet. Kevin Love? No. So 
But Ron, Clay, but Ron in, Rondo's in broken, he's broken the, legendary Celtic stats. In, in reference to these, this Cleveland team that he was on, mm-hmm. it's proven that you can drag all these bodies to the finals and still come up short. Yes. So you have Rondo. Rondo's not going to put you any points on the board. But he's gonna run the floor and win games for you, like and win games for you. Like <laughs> Rondo is gonna is gonna win the chess match for you. Yes, because he has one of the highest IQs in the game. Yeah, you trying to get rid of Rondo? You trying to get and ball, Lonzo Ball and Rondo? And which, let me stop you there because Rondo was just with him last night in Virginia watching his Zion game. So I understand that a bunch of conspiracy theorists are coming to the table saying that the, the theory is New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans basically play chess. They basically. It all started when LeBron James went out to eat with Anthony Davis. And the the fire ignited when Anthony Davis said, I wanted to trade. So the minute Anthony Davis said, I wanted to trade, everybody in the, in the Pelicans organization basically said, you know what? This, this has to be LeBron James doing. So what we're going to do is we're going to put out a bogus story and basically say that LeBron James wants to give up all of his, basically all of his teammates in order to acquire Anthony Davis. No matter how false this is, I need LeBron James, the same guy that told his teammates that they can't get on social media anymore. I need him to step up to the mantle and say, "You know what? I did not. I, I I'm not the GM. I didn't. I didn't require those things. I don't know what they're talking about. Anthony Davis is making these decisions by himself. Like I need LeBron James to speak up just as quickly as he did when Harrison Barnes got traded mid-game." Because the thing that doesn't bother me about that the Harrison Barnes uh, trade mid game is the fact that is it in the player's contract that they can't that you can't discuss uh, trade negotiations during the game? Is that in the contract? If it's not, then it's fair. Is it in the contract that if you sign this fucking contract that you're about to play for two hundred million dollars that you have to pay that you have to play for you know your, the end of your contract? Is that isn't that a requirement or am I wrong? No, that's what I'm saying. So. On the sides of the GMs and on the sides of the players, y'all need to get together and make these contracts to where shit like this doesn't happen. The the, the weird thing about that, that, that Harrison Barnes thing to me was the announcers were going, you know, according to Bleacher Report, I th- if I'm not mistaken, it was a home game. Somebody in Dallas knew that. You didn't have to get that from Bleacher Report. Somebody during the timeout, they could have said, hey, Harrison, you know, you've been, you've been traded, you know, come come to the back. You know, let's let's get you off the sideline or something like that. Because people at the Mavs game, they're getting the information right there to their phone. They yeah. have the notif- I have the Houston Rockets notifications turned on. Yeah, they got these notifications, so people at the game know. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's somebody in the organization who knew this trade was happening and could have grabbed that man. You know, ahead of time. You know, during a timeout. Hell, knew even the, when knew he was the on trade the was about to happen, or knew the trade was happening. Either way, knew he was on the trading block. And it's like, oh yeah, we're moving Harrison Barnes. Period. So, so what is the is that a requirement? I'm not saying that's a requirement. I'm saying it's a courtesy. But there isn't a lot of courtesy Ooh, in business. Courtesy. There isn't a lot of courtesy exactly. in business. So, exactly. I mean, it, it is a business. So when he goes, you know, oh, but they want to preach about loyalty and everything. No, he virtue signaling, bro. No, nobody's 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 talked about loyalty in a minute now. Nah. Nobody's talked about loyalty since Demar Derozan. And yeah. then it's kind of like, yo, we're not gonna trade you unless somebody better's on the market. It, it, it and like I said. Anthony Davis, if I'm not mistaken, just signed a big ass contract with the Pelicans, right? I want to say it was a year or two. It was it was either this summer or the year before. He signed a fucking extension. No, because he only has like a year and a half left. He signed something. I'll, I'll look Man, it up. Anthony Davis signed something, 
And my thing is, if Anthony Davis isn't required to play out the rest of his contract, then what he is doing is right. But if Anthony Davis is required to play out the rest of his contract, then he's full of shit right now. He agreed to a five-year, $145 million extension in 2015. He's just being a dumb so nigga. So he, he basically has like a year left. That nigga ain't right. Anthony Davis not right. That's not right. That's not how contracts go. Now, which, could, which which means you can demand a trade. Yeah, you can demand a trade. It, this is what I. This is even. But we ain't got to trade you. When Cleveland, you know, when Kyrie demanded a trade, okay, you still here? Basically, I would have kept Kyrie. Oh, you gonna play this out? Because if he's healthy, according to the um, collective bargaining agreement, he has to play or he has to be eligible to play. Mm-hmm. Now the coach cannot play him, but he has to be eligible, and that protects the player and that protects the team. So if he was healthy, yeah, you might, you know, try to do whatever you can to stay out of the lineup, but you stand here. You stand here. It's that it's that simple. I just I uh, just it just to talk about LeBron James again, the reason that the reason I, I really equate this to Black History Month is the fact that I, I feel like his angle isn't really about the people. I think it's simply about him, which is super selfish. I feel like if you're really about this black empowerment, like you say, I feel like he should be doing as much as he can to uplift the black players that he has around him right now instead of trying to throw them away like garbage. That's my thing. And, and, it's a thing. and like, I, like I told you when they showed the clip that he was sitting at the bench by himself, I wouldn't want to sit next to him either. I'd be ready to square up. You want to trade me just because I'm not Anthony Davis? You think that you're going to get rid of four people and the next three draft picks and Anthony Davis is going to come in here and be the savior of L.A.? Hell, you only got seven players on the team now. Man, LeBron Now you're trying to sell, sign Carmelo for the veteran minimum. You're trying to get J.R. for the veteran minimum. Why would you want J.R. Smith? Bro, because J.R. Smith is a goat in my book. The goat of what? Henny. That's it. The Henny goat. That is all that nigga's the goat <laughs> of. And having his fucking shirt off. The Henny goat. Yeah, he, that's the day he became legendary. That's it. He didn't wear a shirt for like a whole week after that title. Like, I just don't understand what is the logic in what he's in what LeBron James is trying to do or not do because it's just funny to me how all of a sudden he's not the GM. Like, dog, we know he's not the GM, but this nigga is the most valuable asset on the LA Lakers. To me, it's like you can be. It, it's it's the whole Michael Jordan thing. Michael Jordan is probably still the greatest basketball player to ever touch the court. He's just not that great at running a team because those are two different elements. Mm-hmm. And that's and I think that's where LeBron is headed. Like you might be the second or third best basketball player to ever touch the court, but your GM skills suck. They relate. They suck ass. He traded away the whole Cleveland Cavaliers team midseason last year, bro. Like, and they still lost. Hell, they did that when they came to Miami. Don't understand that shit. Like, it, 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 are you stupid? Anyways, enough of that because we probably lose listeners talking about LeBron James any longer. But like I said, I don't like the way I don't like I don't like his angle on this. I feel like he's being a white businessman and that's counterproductive. Don't talk about what the white businessman does and they do the same fucking thing and then look at us for sympathy. No, we don't like when the white businessman does it. We don't like when you do it either, nigga. <laughs> Fuck out of here. It's got extra black right there. Yeah, I'm just saying, bro. Niggas out here tripping, bro. Like, bro, just be real. Like, stop trying to. Stop trying to make it seem like when you do something, well, it's okay. Oh, it's so oh, it's not. It's that y'all do. Y'all say the same thing about Trump. Trump does some fuck shit. Then Trump dumbass say, "Well, Barack Obama did it." Trump, that don't make it any better. <laughs> Barack Obama wasn't a fucking genius. And neither are you. Do better. Like that's what's so hard. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like as a person, you should strive to want to do better in general. Stop being lazy and taking the low road. 
Like taking the low road is shitty. Like that's easy. It takes no energy to take the low road. Taking the high road takes energy. That's probably why you don't want to do it. No. But in that case, then you might need to hire somebody else for that job. Let your GM do it, LeBron. That's what they pay him for. Shit. But uh, I don't know much about the Liam Neeson situation either. All right, so with Liam Neeson, he was on some talk show, maybe Good Morning America or something like that, where he talks about how. Oh, so they didn't dig, dig his, They didn't dig this up off Twitter. He gave. He volunteered this information. Oh, that's real shit. So apparently, years ago, one of his best friends was raped by a black person, and this enraged him so much that he took. Uh, I think they said it was a crowbar or whatever. He took a weapon basically, and he walked the streets of. I want to say it was Ireland, which it sounds really weird because I don't know if there's a lot of black people in Ireland or not. It isn't. But waiting and looking for black people just to cause harm. Like he wanted somebody to approach him so that he could harm them. Not saying that he was actually looking for the person that raped her. He was just looking for black people to extract his vengeance. And this is, this is a one-time thing? It lasted for a week? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't recall Volunteered how long this information. How, how long he walked around looking for black people to beat up. Man, I don't know. We probably would have got washed though. <laughs> this ain't a movie, dog. Yeah, this, ain't, this ain't taken, bro. This ain't a movie. We fuck around, take your life. Fuck you doing out here, nigga. You walk up on me. That was this, like, this, this ain't a movie, man. Yeah, he had to catch uh, me off guard. Unless you know this shit in real life, you not. I mean, Steven Seagal gets washed in the streets. Come on, man. Jean Claude Van Damme gets washed in the streets. Not Chuck though. Oh, yeah, not Chuck. Chuck Norris out here washing boys. <laughs> on, on the, I ain't fucking with Chuck. Chuck wash Chuck, Chuck washing boys like he had a car wash. <laughs> back to back. Dog, that shit crazy. Everything you seen in Walker, Texas Ranger was real. Bruh. I, I don't really have much to say about this situation. I mean, I don't... Once again, I mean, I'm not really worried about celebrities and what they do. I'm really worried about common folk. As much as... As, as, as weak as that sounds, I mean, like... I'm worried about people that I know I can really relate to. Liam Neeson is this is this rich, accomplished celebrity that has done. He's he's possibly done a lot for his people. You know, uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's never hurt a black person. He has if if we want if we want to be the thought police now, if you can't have negative thoughts, then shit. I guess all of us are, you know, subject to some type of punishment for having negative thoughts about another race. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think that's. A, I actually think that's a reasonable reaction. You know, with the human these days, you get mad at somebody, you want to scrutinize everybody else for what they did to somebody a couple of days ago or some shit. Sounds familiar, but I don't know. It might go over <laughs> some people's heads. But uh, I'm, it's, you know, when when all men ain't shit because of what one man did to you. you exactly. Know, it like, makes sense. I, I don't I get it, and, and, and it kills I me. I mean, sis. wow. Because it's funny because, once again, you can listen. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And, like, I'll hear somebody say some very, very hypocritical shit in a podcast. And I understand. We're just talking. We're having a real conversation. So, sometimes you may you may slip and say some shit that, oh, damn, I didn't really mean to say that. It, you know, it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but that's not what I really mean. Um, that's why I like podcasts. But... I really hate when podcasters listen to other podcasters and they only hear what they want to hear. Like, listen to the shit, pay attention, and, and listen to it over time before you just make this boneheaded analysis of, you know, other podcasters or other people in general. Because 
one person like me personally, I tell you straight up, be honest with you, like I got mad love for everybody, but at the same time, I think both genders are fucking stupid <laughs> as fuck. Like I don't have, I mean, obviously I'm a man, and as a man, I want I want my fellow men to do to do well. But in that same breath, that doesn't mean I want women to do badly. That's stupid. But I really do get that type of energy from from people today. I feel like people like are such war with each other. Like, oh, you know, fuck women or fuck men. Like, that's crazy. Like, y'all need each other. Yeah. That's it. There, there, there's, there's no man without woman and there's no woman without man. Plain, plain and simple. Like women like to say, oh, we, well, we created y'all. Not without semen. That nine months doesn't happen days. without semen. It doesn't happen. Oh, man. And, and that's what gets me. It's like, yeah, you carried it for nine months, but, you know, I had to put the gas in the car. Golly, man. Like, this is... Common sense ain't so common. It is what it is. Like I said, this is that's a conversation that can go on for for days. And the reason it's not going to get anywhere is because a lot of people already have their minds made up. Oh yeah. And once again, like I said, I don't care to convince anybody of anything, especially grownups. Live your life. Just don't try to come at me thinking that your the way you live your life is going to alter my views or my opinions, unless they just are very brilliant, which a lot of times is, is very rare. Like seriously. Very, very rare. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I'm almost just amazed at how rare it is for somebody to just come in with some brilliant new take on something, and I'm like, yeah, wow, like that. that really and, blew and, my and accept mind. it. It's kind of like when um, that was going on on social media, where how they're teaching kids math now, long multiplication or, or whatever you call it. Yeah. Where you're doing the whole boxes and things, and it's like. Man, it just takes so goddamn long. Like, I'm sitting here, I'm watching this video, and I'm like, yeah, if I could do 52 times 31, and I write it out the way that I learned how to write it out, it took me way less space and way less time than it's taking to do this. Dude, bro, talk about space. Because I hit a cluttery-ass paper. Bruh. Golly, that's crazy. Yeah. But um, are you enjoying your Black History Month? Uh, Ten days deep. Uh, I'm enjoying my year. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm enjoying every day. Okay. I'm making Black History daily. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's that. That should be the energy every month, every year, every day. I would have. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much to say. About I'm not. I, I mean, I'm not learning any new Black History yet. Uh, there's probably not gonna be a lot for you to learn. It's, like, I, like I learned about what a Green Book was. That's that's about it. It was it was it necessary? It wasn't necessary. You could have lived without it, right? Right. Mm. We need to start learning new black history, though. I guess, or just continue to just make the history we make. I mean, black history is American history, technically. Yeah. So, I don't see I mean, what I, I, here, here's, here's a black history note for you. Jay-Z's the first drug dealer to lose 92 bricks and keep his life. Boom. Black history. Wow. 92. Bro, you know how much 92 bricks is? That's, a, that's unbelievable. That's got to be a lie. It has to be. That's got to be a biblical story right that's there. That's some paid in full type 92 shit. 92 bricks? How much did uh, he lose? 92 bricks is what? I want to say a brick is what? Street value wise? God Seven, damn. Was it 17 now? God. I don't know what brick's going for, but if I had to Jesus guess. Jesus Christ. Just, he lost a million dollars. That's how I'm Easily. Damn. What, Jay-Z out here hollering. Yeah. I still think he's a, a, a part of the Illuminati and... Somewhat of a devil worshiper, but that's neither here nor there. They're trying to recruit Zion. Wow. That's why they was there. 
Ain't no coincidence. Jay Z and LeBron as I on game. Okay, let's let's say to today a, a kilo's twenty five. That's what it is. Twenty five k. Golly, damn! You two point three milli. What type of stupid is he? <laughs> what kind? What kind of connect trusted him that much to get get all that back? He he needs to be missing. He ended up missing fucking with Pablo and them. Oh. <laughs> he must have been. He must have been getting his motherfucking kilos from a square. But then at the end of the day, like they came from the same place in that in that time. They, Pablo, that's probably was Pablo shit. But yeah, Pablo probably pushed to New York easily. Came through Miami, went right up the coast. Because once it got to Boston, George, I mean, if you was in that coast, then oh yeah, that was Pablo shit. Yeah, damn, that has to be a myth. It sounds cool though. It really don't it, sound cool. I'm not gonna brag about it losing scary. two bricks. It sounds scary. It sounds stupid. Losing one brick is scary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm shit. Imagine. I mean, losing something that doesn't belong to you that you know has a lot of value on it is scary. Very true. Imagine losing a fucking Lamborghini. You was just borrowing it. <laughs> you lose I don't remember where I parked Lambo. it. God, I parked it. It got. Oh, bro, that reminds me. I was out at, at the city center one night, and you know they do the valet. Valet messed around and drove somebody's Lambo up on the curb and got it stuck because you know it's low to the ground and it got stuck on the curb where the wheels couldn't touch them. Mm-hmm. I think it was irate. See, he probably died. Wow. I would have been irate. Because at one, one instance, you're basically forced to valet. So it's like, I had to entrust you in my car. And yeah, because valets are you put it on the curb? Yeah, and then say train. you have no recourse for what happens? Man, he's probably not a valet anymore. Uh, he's yeah, he's probably he's probably floating in the river. Was this a while ago? It's been a minute. Oh, okay. Actually, you should check on him. No. Mm-mm, did no, did no, they no. valet your car too? I'm minding my business. That's true. That's good. That's good. I'm glad, see, I'm good. You took that advice. Yeah. Took that advice. So what did you come up with when you got to the deleting text messages? You got my message? I don't, I don't even think I got yours. You didn't? No. The one about stay woke? Nope. Let me double check. But the what I what I gained was most women don't delete theirs ever. And I sent you a reason for that. I mean it was but I saw multiple women sent you that, but I sent you I sent you a message on that. You might have you might have meant to send me some shit you know. It's sent, sent raggedy ass Instagram. You sent it on Instagram? Yeah, I ain't got nothing. For real? I'm dead ass. Yeah, I said I said women like to keep their t- uh text messages as receipts. They have to keep them as receipts. It's like, that's what they do. Like, it's common knowledge. Yeah. I didn't know what you were trying to get at with that, but I'm like, that was kind of, like I said. I was just bored. Oh. I, I knew the answer to the question. I just oh, wanted okay. to say, you know. My shit they, deletes every 30 days. Hmm? My shit deletes every 30 days. Same here. Just just because I don't like, I don't, I know it's not cluttering my phone because I have that much space, but mentally it's cluttering my phone. Yeah, and I'm not petty. And I'm not going back to, you know, I know what I said. Yeah, I said what I said. And if I have to fact check, I'll just give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. If you're, if you're that passionate about it. Yeah. Once again, I'm not that petty. But like but like women said, I need I need that for evidence. I mean, reference or. Wow. Okay. Always at war. Yeah. You, you're God. you're in a good situation that you're planning for a battle later. I just don't get it. <laughs> but I guess, you know, men probably delete their shit because they're hiding something. Oh, all men do is hide, hide yeah. and lie. Yeah, that's all we do. I don't have anything to hide anything from. Anybody and you're from. and you're still hiding and lying. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you have nobody to hide it. You're hiding and lying in anticipation for a battle. 
just, just like they're saving in anticipation for a future battle, you're hiding and lying in anticipation for a future battle. That's what it is. I, 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 I don't have man. energy for that type of shit, man. Garbage. I just don't, man. But, uh, anyways, thinking, speaking of the, being at war, I, I saw a mural over there off uh, OST. And it was, a, it was a mural on the side of a building, and it said, uh, These Lives Matter. And then in that moment, I saw it. I was like, I had to take a picture of this because it's cool that it's here, but it's still not a man-made lake. <laughs> what the fuck? Are the fucking <laughs> architectures of these communities not understanding that our black children are aware that we're supposed to be in fear of the of the man? We've been hearing that shit since the 30s. Shit going on 100 years, man. We need man-made lakes and beautiful parks where people can walk their dogs and run track. <laughs> we need basketball courts where the basketball nets aren't locked up because you don't want the kids there. That that is that is ridiculous though. Like you build a park <laughs> but then you don't want people to show up. <laughs> we need parks with actual public rangers there to where we know niggas ain't finna come there selling dope. There's nothing wrong with that. Run the dope dealers off. Niggas ain't really even selling dope no more. Niggas doing a Bitcoin transaction yeah, now. Yeah, people ain't selling dope. So, and if they are selling dope, they're selling it online. They really are. Yeah, you sell it online, cash app transaction. You ain't you ain't posted on the corner anymore. Uh, that's old school. We ain't got the energy for that no more. No. So like I said, I like the murals. I like the art. The homeless people got something to look at. <laughs> but let's, let's, as human beings, let's, more man-made lakes. More little places for for people, I guess you know. Let's let's more homeless shelters because homeless people are, they are there. These these millionaires that are banning Gucci, the money that you are using and wasting on those trash ass Gucci products, maybe you can build some homeless shelters for the homeless people in your communities. Because a lot of these rappers that we look up to come from, you know, highly impoverished areas. Especially if you live in Houston, if you come from Atlanta. You come from, you know, places in California. Those places have a lot. They have a large homeless communities. So instead of buying that Gucci, that Balenciaga that you buy, <laughs> let's build homeless shelters. Let's let's do more boys and girls clubs. Let's more man-made lakes. <laughs> Just let's let's take the killer killer Mike route. I believe Ti did it too. They bought plots of land. What are they doing with these plots of land? Just building plots of land and bragging about having acres. You you hold them until the white people start developing around them, and then you sell them and you make money yourself. You're not developing them yourself. Stay woke. You gonna have to run that by big end. You buy this plot of land. Uh huh. Everybody knows that America, as a population in this country, continues to grow. Even if you look at Houston, you see how 99 has how Houston has grown to the point where we have 99, another loop outside of the Beltway loop, outside of the 610 loop. God. Dog. And therefore, you're gonna you're gonna put schools, you're gonna put housing, you're gonna put shopping centers and stuff around there. Yeah. So what you do, you set up a plot of land, and you wait. Oh, they gotta eventually build a school over here. They gotta eventually, you know, put some housing here. You got housing. They gonna you gotta feed them. You gotta have to put some food here, clothes. You gotta put some jobs here. Now this plot of land that I made to pay ten grand for, shit, it's probably worth about one point five now. So you're not doing anything. You know, no, you're to just investing invested. in your community. You're just investing in your own. You're investing in your pocket. That's fucked up. That's the truth. God. That's fucked up, man. It's the truth. So or, we, or, or even worse. So, you let's say you do develop it, and you put a boys and girls club there, or you put a senior center. Depending on what's developed around it, they're gonna end up forcing you out. That's fucked up too. 
And at the same time, they're going to buy you out or they're going to suffocate you out. But I'm pretty sure there's some type of um, logistics you could do on paperwork to where they can never force you out. I mean, maybe. But, you know, people going to find, people gonna find their loopholes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And as a, and I feel like as a, as a, if you're investing in a plot of land, l- let's just say this. You invest in a plot of land and it's a plot of land that in the next three or four years, there will be no significant use to it. But that's not the point. In those first three or four years, let's make use of it. Let's make, let's make, I mean, why invest in a plot of land? I mean, like I said, outside of selfishness, why invest in a plot of land that can't affect your community immediately? Because, I mean, even Killer Mike said it. Killer Mike was saying something like, and it kind of went over my head, but he was saying something about when when the gentrification does start, he says he wants to make sure that his plot of land is still there because he was saying, I'm still going to smoke my weed in my muscle car. And when they build, those developers build or whatever, they're going to they gonna know it's still niggas over there because they're going to they gonna see my weed smoke and they're going to hear my muscle car. I mean, as long as he doesn't sell out. But based on what you just said, it's almost... It's, 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 they can suffocate you out. Hmm. Or they can, they, they'll bring an ordinance saying, you know, okay, he has a barbershop here. This is nothing but residential homes. And it'll be like, how how is this barbershop um, in co- coincides with this with this neighborhood? It doesn't. There are no businesses here. It's only a neighborhood, or or this is a, a downtown area that's full of skyscrapers. And here is a barbershop. You know, yeah, he may not sell out no matter how much you offer him. But then it's kind of like, okay, there's going to be some loophole saying that this business doesn't coincide with what's going on in this area. So in that case, why once again, why waste money on plots of land? That really don't matter at that moment. Why? Why not buy these abandoned build abandoned buildings in 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 areas and renovate those and do something more positive with those? Because there's a lot of those in the hood. Oh yeah. You blind. You buying these plots of land only with the with the with the mindset of oh I'm going I'm I'm gonna have these white people by the by the uh by by the by the rope. Like what's the point of that when all you did was basically hold this land for them? Yeah. That 1.5 million don't mean shit to them when they about to make billions of dollars off of it. So why not, you know, invest in these, like, kind of take, I guess, the Slim Thug approach. Like, you know, renovate homes. You know, like, I know a lot of fucking old abandoned stores in the hood that have been sitting there for 10, 15 years that can easily be turned into skating rings or charter schools, some shit or like that. Or another convenience store. Something. You letting these Chinese folk run in here with these, with these dry cleaners and these liquor stores for the high BBs and, like, y'all not doing nothing about it. Y'all just buying plots of land just to say y'all have land? That shit is dumb as fuck. Yay. I take back what I said about Killer Mike. <laughs> My bad. Talk yourself out of it. Yeah, that was well. That don't. I don't like that. I may. I may have it wrong, but that doesn't make sense to me. I feel like, like you said, it, it, it might have been went over your head. It might. Yeah. It might have been. I, I haven't watched the Killer Mike series yet, so I, I'm not I won't sure. Watch it. I don't. I don't. I don't. As funny as it sounds, I fuck with Netflix when it comes to a lot of their original shit. But a lot of times I notice with a lot of their um, content that's driven like the Killer Mike and the, the Joe Rogan or the David Letterman, I know it's going to lean one way and it's going to be fucking dumb. I don't got time. Like sometimes they be too weird. I don't got time for that shit. I guess I'm still in that box where I just don't really give a fuck about how like I said, I don't really give a fuck about how these millionaires think. I like I like art. So if it's like art, if it's something that's like art on Netflix like something like you know, because even their documentaries are very biased. 
Like, I enjoyed the Sam Cooke documentary because the Sam Cooke documentary was what it was, and it wasn't a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. So shit like the Sam Cooke documentary. Um, even I even checked out the alt-right uh, Age of Rage documentary because I knew, you know, it was going to be a lot of Trump bashing. But I wanted to see what direction it was going to go in. But for the most part, a lot of these Netflix originals that have these celebrities in it that like are just like freely talking... Netflix is not going to allow anything to come on their platform that doesn't lean one way. It's no different than CNN or Fox News. And oh, I don't yeah. be having time for that shit. So give me the art. Give me the movies that don't have a political angle because I can give a fuck less about any celebrities' political views. I don't care about none of their political views. And when I, even if I was to become a celebrity, I would tell people, do not give a fuck about my political views. <laughs> Why are you asking me? You know, like, <laughs> They don't, that's me. Like, that's me about these movies I'm in. That's, that's it. That's me about my podcast. That's, that's what it. I do for a living. That's it, man. Like my personal interest or my personal interest. That's what. That's the beautiful thing about being in America and being able to have these liberties and being an individual. Because I think that's one of the most beautiful things about being in America is the fact that we can freely be individuals right now. Soon, that's not going to be the case because every time somebody is an individual and doing something that the masses doesn't like. They're they're heavily demonized, and I can't stand that shit. But that's neither here nor there, or maybe it is. <laughs> I guess we can uh, go into words of advice, man. We've talked our heads off long enough. Yeah, we've, we've reached that point in the show. You want me to go first? You got it. I want to see something real quick. Uh, okay. Cause I don't want to have to like um, cut you off and be like, you know what? I thought of something. I thought of something, because I be doing that shit, bro. Yeah, okay. I be doing that shit, so uh, I'm gonna come over here, see what we see what we had going. Got any plans for um, this non-sport eventful part of the year? Because I mean, all we have is NBA now, I guess. I'm just cooling, man. It's apparently, I'm gonna be bachelor partying it up this year. Oh, that's good. I got I got a bachelor party in March in Vegas. I got one in September in uh, New York. Then Woo. I got another one in September. I want to say in like New Orleans or Miami. So, man, are you ready? Nah. Are you mentally ready? Nah. Physically? Nah. Spiritually? Spiritually, I'm there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I do remember we had this poll that says I recognize social media as having a toll on my mental health, but lack the discipline to fix it. Twenty-one percent agree said agree, and seventy-nine percent said disagree. I think you were one of the ones that said disagree, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you even think social media has any type of effect on your mental health at all? I, I I know I've seen some posts from some people that will give me anxiety, and what I'll do is I'll block those people, or I will unfollow those people, or if it's to that extent where I know that if I open the app, I'm going to go look for that person, I'll delete the app. Go look for them with the intentions of beating them with a crowbar. No. Oh, I thought you were gonna go black hunting. No, no, no. But like, if I know seeing their activity is gonna make me feel a certain way, I'll delete the app. Like, I will go out of my way to protect myself because that's I'm all about protecting my energy this year. And some people run towards pain because it cuts so good to them or whatever. But to me, can't do it anymore. So if seeing your presence on social media is gonna make me feel a certain way, I'm not gonna do it. Just gonna mute them, huh? I'm just gonna mute them. Put you on mute or hit that unfollow button. That's it. And if I, and if I'm gonna go seek you out, I'm gonna delete the app. If you're gonna go black hunting, <laughs> if I'm gonna go black hunting, <laughs> just gonna leave the country. Wow. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I I don't really feel social media has like 
a toll on my on my mindset to where like I feel like I need to go seek therapy or anything like that. But I do catch myself realizing that when I get home, I definitely like I like the fact that I do things to make me not want to even fuck with my phone once I'm outside of, you know, work. Because I mean, a lot of times my job would get slow and like that's my first thing I could do. And I said this before, it's easier to grab my phone than to grab a book to read. I mean, I just that just feels awkward being at work and sitting there reading a book. Like, it's not my lunch break. But I can casually go through my phone, go through my emails and do shit like that and still kind of be proactive mm-hmm. and not just look like I don't give a damn about my job. So the phone is just an easy, uh, easy uh, recourse for me. What I have started doing, even at work, is you know how you get the notification, you slide it and it says manage, view, or clear? Yeah. I'll hit that manage and I'll put, you know, deliver quietly. That way, I don't get that notification unless I actually pick up my phone and go looking for it. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, that that's helped my productivity level greatly. Because, like, the phone will vibrate or my watch will vibrate and be like, oh, shit, what is that? Let me check it right now. But when I tell it to deliver quietly, I don't I don't go looking for it until I have that free time or I have that bored downtime. So it keeps my productivity level high. Okay, okay. Hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. But... Yeah, I, I I can see why seventy nine said percent said disagree, but I also feel like there's a a, a sense of um, I don't need no help. I got this, you know. Like I, yeah. I'm good. I don't need no help. I think that still lingers in a lot of us. A lot of us, uh, we like to talk about how you know going to therapy is a cool thing and we should embrace it more. But I still think for a lot of us, it's still a struggle to seek out help um, from a professional without feeling like, oh damn, there's something really wrong with me. And I, I'm a firm believer in that there's something wrong with all of us. Yeah, <laughs> like. We're not we're not perfect, but um, uh, words of advice would be cool now. Oh yeah, eventually. Yeah. Uh, my words of advice. Uh, I know I've said this before that you can't afford to buy something unless you can buy it twice. Well, that makes sense. Um, I'm gonna also say that you can't afford to lose something unless you can lose it twice. So if you can lose love twice, or you can lose your job twice and still be good, then fuck it, let it go. That's real shit right there. That's real shit right there. Probably the best one for the year so far. Hey, the year is young. It is very young. What were you, six weeks in? Six weeks. Damn. Uh, my words of advice are, you know, once again, I've said this before, I feel like if you really, if you love something, if you really want something and you're not willing to sacrifice for it, then you might need to question whether you truly love it or not. Because I feel like when it comes to love, especially when it comes to love or when it comes to that strong desire of having something, to sacrifice something, that should come at the blink of an eye. Like, it shouldn't be anything. Like, if you, the people around you, if you really fuck with them, and then you have to question whether you want to jump in your car to go pick them up if they tell you that they have a flat tire, do you really fuck with that person? Do you really care about that person? And I'm just substituting those words instead of saying love because I feel like if you're if if you can put those adjectives in the same sentence as that person, and you're not you're not willing to sacrifice time, then man, maybe maybe you're just talking. Like Sean said, time space. You're not willing to sacrifice any of those things, or you're not willing to compromise. And the thing about a compromise is nobody gets fully what they want. If you fully got what you want, then you didn't compromise. And a lot of people don't realize that. People think that compromise only goes one way. Oh, this we compromise, meaning that he gave up what he really wanted to do to please me, or she gave up what she really wanted to do so I so to please me. No, that compromise means like, hey. Neither one of us fully got what we wanted, but we came together to an agreement that both of us may not be fully satisfied, but we're okay. Real shit, real shit. Yeah. So I, I, I do. I'm, I'm a strong believer in, in um, 
compromising time and space if I really fuck with you. Yeah. It, you know, it, inconveniencing myself for somebody that I really care for or enjoy being around or just enjoy knowing that they're okay. That's, you know, it's simple. And I, I can go deeper into sacrificial things in order to prove that you desire something, but you could use your common sense. Mm-hmm. And, and, and speaking of sacrificing, um, make sure you sacrifice some of your time out there to rate this podcast with five stars or leave a comment on SoundCloud if you don't mind. That really does us a lot of justice and it makes the listener's job a lot easier when it's time to search for us on either platform because the more popular we get, the easier we are to find. You may not agree, but it's the truth. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?